Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of Anime Boys is brought to you by Funimation Now. Get unlimited access to all your HD anime favorites with Funimation Now. Start your free trial today at Funimation.com. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 17 of the Anime Boys podcast, and as always, I would love to welcome my very tired co-host, AJ Garces. What is going on, my man? Why do you have to mention that I'm super tired? You're exhausted, brother, but I love it. You're on the grind. Uh, yeah, we're, all, we're all exhausted. We're on the grind, man. That's what's going growing up. It's growing. I like it, though. I like it. I'm excited. That's what you gotta do, man. How was uh, your show? I know you just got off the show right now. Yeah, it was a good show. It was a good show. Um... Uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun little club show, and then I, I booked another show out of this show, so... Uh, comedy's happening, man. You gotta, I, you gotta I, stay on the grind, my man. Um, yo, I enjoy doing stand-up comedy. If you, like I said, if you guys don't know, AJ does stand-up comedy. Um, please check him out on his Instagram. You guys can find everything there. Um, yo, how is Zero and Sidekick? How's that all going? Dude, Zero and Sidekick is actually going really well. Um, we, uh, we just released another sketch. I don't know if you saw it. I, you know, I haven't. I feel really bad about it. Now I'm admitting, oh. I'm, I'm admitting to you on this that I haven't seen it. I'm so sorry. All right. So for all the anime boys and girls to know. I'm a piece of shit. I'm a piece of shit and I haven't watched something you, my friend has put out. I'm going to send you the YouTube link um, whenever we're done. Please do. Please do. And, I'm going to uh, send you the YouTube You guys, I'll, I'll be posting it on the Instagram. Uh, please check it out. It's fucking hilarious. But yeah, dude, we uh, we shot another sketch. We released it. It's doing, dude. It's doing so well. Like we didn't even put any ad rev like on there, and it's killing. It's like getting so many views. It's dope, man. What you gotta do. You just gotta, you know, but, uh, st- stay on the grind. We're gonna we're gonna move to some shorter form um, comedy. Maybe some like smaller Instagram stuffs, you know. And then uh, we're actually entering this uh, contest called the Battle of the Sketches. It's taking place in Austin in November. We're submitting for that. It's gonna be a it's gonna be it's like a little uh, sketch festival. That's dope, my man. I'm I'm so uh, I'm so excited. Um, yo, we got a really good episode coming up for you guys. Um, a couple of things I do want to talk about though. Um, one, you were recently uh, did a guest spot on a on a podcast, and I did listen to it. Um, if you want to drop that, because it was. Really cool hearing about all your comedy stuff because it's like you know I grew up with you and like I knew all those things that you were like doing like I was a part of, like you know with you like on some of those things it's just it's really cool hearing you talk about it um, and I loved it yeah and uh, so um, I was recently well not recently I did an interview with uh, my good friend Steve Owens of the Fascination Street podcast and we talked about life we talked about music we talked about comedy. We talked about anime boys. It was a good time. It was a really great time. So um, if you guys want to check that out, that's 
Fascination Street Podcast on Apple Podcasts, and you guys can find my episode, AJ Garcet. It was released today. Please, please check it out. It's a... Uh... It's really cool, really cool. If you guys want to know more a little bit about AJ, um, yo, one more thing before we get into the episode, and I know you're gonna find this fucking hilarious, and I know you can chime in on it a little bit, um, yo. I so I always see these memes, right? Because Dragon Ball Z is one of my favorite animes of like all time, and I see so many memes of like they're bashing Yamcha because Yamcha has been one of like the worst. People call him like one of the worst characters of Dragon, like the Dragon Ball Z universe, right? Yeah. But then I started to think about this, right? If you look at them two, you look at Yamcha and you look at Krillin, those two motherfuckers are humans, and they're going toe-to-toe. Dude, yeah, with fucking space people. With space people. <laughs> like, they're going it's toe-to-toe. ridiculous. Like, they're the strongest humans, like, of Earth, and they're going, they went up against, like, Frieza. They went up against, like, the Ginyu Force, Cell, the androids. Even fucking Krillin went up against Brawly in, like, the original Brawly films, like... You gotta give those motherfuckers some credit. It's fucking awesome to like bash them, but it's it's just so funny when I see it. and I think about it that way. I mean, yeah, because I mean that's the thing is everybody just called Yamcha a pussy, but it's like, would you really like stand up as a human to like these crazy like alien beasts? I don't, I don't, I probably wouldn't. No, yeah. So I just thought it was fucking hilarious because I saw. Um, it was a meme of like you know he was stopping a punch from like One Punch Man. You know what I mean, like. Yeah. And I, they were like, oh, who did this sorcery? I'm like, that wouldn't happen. But two, you got to give Yamcha some credit. Because you know what I mean? Like, he's fucking, he's done some shit. So. Yeah, what's, what's, name name Yon, Yamcha's signature move, man. It's fucking Wolfang Fist, my dude. Wolfang Fist. Dude, I don't give a fuck. That was the shit. And I always, like, I would always do that when I would, like, fucking, when I was a little kid, like, playing Dragon Ball Z or something. You know what I mean? Is it so. just me or does, like, nobody, I hate TN. Dude, Tien was worthless, and it made me so mad when they brought him back. Because, you know, he did really well in, like, the Tournament of Power. He played yeah. a really big part. But I feel like it's because they wanted to see if Tien, like, people liked him as a character. Like, still liked him I, as a character. All right, so this is this is more trivia for you on, on our Oh, we're doing a trivia. I love it. I love it. So, so, my favorite character in DBZ of all time. Yours. Okay. Uh, future Gohan. No. no, okay. No, future Gohan, future okay. Gohan's the second one. Okay, okay, okay. There's somebody I like even more, okay. and you fucking hate it because I liked him so much. Uh, oh, uh, Chaozu or Chaozu? Oh my god! Oh, he did nothing though. Like he I know, did he? Ex- what was his power? What was it? Did he explode? Like did he? Yeah, he just exploded like a bomb. Oh my god. Oh, uh, dude. I also liked, I also liked, uh, I liked King Kai, too. King Kai was cool. He didn't really do anything, but I mean, he was, really I mean, anything. he, like, he fucking made Goku, like, train Goku to what he was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, my favorite villain of Dragon Ball Z, a little bit more before we get into the episode, uh, was Janimba. I'm not sure if I've ever seen that, uh, mm-hmm. that movie, um, which they've been talking about, because you had Vegito which was, like, canon, because he was with the earrings, and Gogito was with the, uh, with the, with the dance, um, with the fusion dance. If I got the names mixed up, I'm sorry, but they're thinking about making that fusion, like, canon. There's been rumors of putting that into the movie. That's how they're gonna defeat Brawly. 
which would wrap up a lot of fucking like yeah, you know I I feel like it's like what they're doing now is like oh we we can use all these things that weren't canon and we can make them canon you know what I mean and wrap up all that shit and then there you go there it is <laughs> so I think that'd be really cool I'm like I said I'm super excited for the fucking uh, Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball Super Broly movie it's gonna be fucking amazing dude okay so real quick I didn't fucking know this until somebody brought it to my attention. I hadn't watched the third... Like, okay, you haven't watched... Have you watched Tokyo Ghoul? I have not. And you know what's really funny? I was hanging out with some friends last night, and we were talking about that, um, how I haven't finished and barely even started season three, which made me upset because it was such a good anime. Well, okay, so this is fucking... And I mean, like, sorry, guys, like, spoilers, like, at all. Oh, fuck it. I don't care. (laughs) Well, it's not really a spoiler because I haven't watched season three either. And I haven't watched it because it's, like, Tokyo Ghoul recoded. And I was like, oh, it's different, right? And I'm like, yeah. oh, it's a different people and different... It's the fucking same guy! Is it, like, they a just, di- Is it? They just fucking warped his brain and shit, and it's still the same fucking guy. Just... But he, like, works for the people that hunt them now. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, I fucking found that out, and I was like, what the fuck? He just has like a different name and doesn't remember his fucking oh, his old past. Damn, I'm gonna need to, I'm gonna to need watch. I'm gonna need to watch that. So any Tokyo Ghoul fans out there that like are really caught up and um you know think it's cool, you know if you agree with what the show's doing, let us know and I'm definitely gonna check that out now. So. Yeah, I fucking just found that out now. Damn. Like, God damn it, I need to fucking yeah, watch we need to watch that. that. I was like, that was an anime that I kind of fell back on a little bit. Um, I loved the first two seasons. That like, was I, they were like some of my favorite anime. Very true. Did you ever watch? Uh, I've kind of felt the same way with uh, Sword Art. I'm not sure if you ever oh, watched Sword Art. Yeah, I watched the fir- yeah I watched the whole first season of Sword Art, and I really fell in love with it. But then I fell off in the second season. Well, the thing is here. Okay, my we're kind of going on. I love it, but, but you know, so Sword Art. That first arc of Sword Art was so fucking good, and then there was Elfheim. <laughs> Right yeah. now, Elfheim. Right, I'm gonna tell you guys. Right, Elfheim. I couldn't get behind it fully. There was this weird dynamic between all the characters that I just couldn't wrap my head around and didn't like. And I got past it because when you get to Gungale, that was the fucking shit. You know, it was like in this yeah. Call of Duty like Western shooter type of world, and I thought it was really cool. Um, and it wrapped up really well. But now there's another sword art arc or another like season but it's like a different person like in the game while i I haven't watched it i don't know what it's about if anybody does please let us know but it's like a different girl but in the same universe you know what i mean um but it's not sword art the same thing but i know i love the first season of sword art um, yeah, I mean, it, it sucks when an anime just like hits it right on the head with the first season and then they come back and you're like oh fuck why didn't you just leave it alone mitchell do, do you love streaming unlimited amounts of hd anime that's the only way i love doing it it's the only way i love watching anime that's the only way i love watching anime did you know that with funimation now you can stream unlimited hd anime favorites all the time no tell me more i will tell you more so you can go to funimation.com and start your free trial of funimation now and get unlimited access to all your HD anime favorites. Gee, Willikers, thanks, AJ. Gee, wow, that was amazing. So, guys, all you anime boys and girls, if you haven't already, go start your free trial of Funimation now. 
Anyway, boys and girls, today we will be talking about a Studio Ghibli film. Woo, we're back at it. It's been a little bit. We're back at it. We are talking about Hayao Miyazaki's 2004 animated fantasy film classic, Howl's Moving Castle. Dude, I am so excited. I was really excited to watch this movie because, like I said, this is the first time I've ever... No, this isn't the first time I've seen it. I saw a little bit of it. It was one time with you, and I fell asleep. I fell asleep. Oh, you did fall asleep in my house whenever we were trying to watch it. I tried to watch it, but now that I appreciate it a little bit more, I was super excited about this. Um, Actually, this is going to probably go down as one of my favorite Studio Jelly movies, honestly. So, Um, so... So get this, this is just a fun fact that I'm reading, and it could be wrong, because Wikipedia is never entirely reliable, but apparently, this movie was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature in the 78th Academy Awards, but lost to Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. I'm really cool with that. You know, I'm not mad, (laughs) because I love this movie. But damn, that Wallace and Gromit movie was really good. <laughs> it was a pretty good movie. That was a pretty good fucking movie. Uh, did you see that one in theaters? I did see that in theaters. I did see it in theaters too. I'm sorry. I feel like everyone wanted me to say like, oh no, fuck that. Like anime rules all. No, I, I'm uh, really epi- sorry. Next episode we're doing Wallace and Gromit Curse of the Were-Rabbit. That was a good one. That was a really good movie. Um, not going to get... taking all the carrots, <laughs> Not gonna get into it. I don't want to get too far into it. But uh, ten out of ten. I'll see Grumman. Ten out of ten. Curse of the Were-Rabbit. But um, that's you know, you know what's you know what's crazy though. Like I, 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 I will say this. I'm so glad that movie was you know nominated for so many awards. Um, I'm pretty sure it was nominated because of a lot of the American dub that got put onto it. Um, which I feel oh, like yeah, it was a Disney release. Which I feel like, and this is me, like, I guess I do watch, I like watching my anime in subbed, but I like watching my anime movies in dubbed, because I just feel like I get a better, a better experience with them, just, you know, uh-huh. me personally. But Christian Bale, who oh, voiced absolutely. Hal, that, yep. it was such a moving, like, just, I've never been, it's really where I've never been, like, moved that much from a voice actor. Like, I'm gonna just feel him as, like, it was weird. Like, I'm like, damn, his voice fits perfectly into this character. It was great. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, you had a really, really great cast on the English. You had, um, obviously, Christian Bale. You had Josh Hutcherson, who played Markle. Really? I didn't yeah, really look that into that. Like, I just saw Christian Bale, and I'm like, I don't even care about anybody else. You know what I mean? I was like, I, was like, I don't care. <laughs> and then you had a very, very funny comedian, uh, the always lovely Billy Crystal who played Calcifer. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knew that one. Yeah, no, it was such a great cast and like I said, Disney's always gonna do that. Like every, you know, when we talk about Studio Ghibli movies, it's because they do so well in Japan and I feel like Disney caught on really early. I'm glad that company caught on with it. It's because they can put these voice actors, these big voice actors on it and just kind of give you a better experience when you watch these movies. Um, Well, yeah, and I mean, if if you look at it, it just makes... It, it just makes the movie, you know. They've had such big voice actors in these films. I mean, um, with the last Ghibli movie that they did, The Wind Rises, it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt who played the, the lead role. And it was the same thing with Christian Bale. You could just feel that rut. Because that's the thing. Voice acting, it's acting. Mm. 
it is acting, yeah. you know, you have to embody the character, and I think Christian Bale just did such a good job and completely embodied the character of Owl. No, totally, 100% agree with you. Um, yo, bring us in, bring us in this movie, you know, um, like I said, you know, you've seen this movie before, um, give us a little bit about when you, what you thought about the movie, and like, plot-wise, first watching it, again. Uh, plot-wise, first watching it again, well, I mean, it, it, it has a very... I would say almost Mother Goose like tone to the plot, you know. Very true. It's it's surrounded by your main character Sophie, who is a young girl who, in while she's traveling, encounters this wizard Owl, and you just see like this this town is completely not. I would say ransacked, but this... at the time was. I look, occupied by a lot of militant forces. I look at it like that. Like this movie, and I see with a lot of Studio Ghibli movies as well, um, his themes in this movies, and it's like you have your scenery, like you're watching something happen, like you're in a town, but in the background you see like really important things happening. It's like, you know, when you watch Spirit Away, you saw a lot of, you know, them driving to the countryside, but you would see a little like, you know, old towns and like old like you know because like the market had crashed or something like that you know what i mean yeah but when you watch this movie you see the town going and you see a lot of military occupants like the planes the soldiers all that stuff that's like it's setting up for later in the movie this film so was influenced by miyazaki's opposition to the united states invasion of iraq in 2003 whoa did i know that yeah, so this film, well, because that's the thing, is Hayao Miyazaki was very, very against war. Mm-hmm. You know, he was very, very, very against the United States' decision to invade the Middle East. And that's why this movie has so many anti-war themes that, reading about it, you can always tell with the planes and, you know, the um, the soldiers. And there's just a lot of, like... There's just there's just so much that now that I'm reading it, I visually can see it. Oh yeah, yeah. You picked up on it because you know we'll, we'll kind of get more into the plot of the movie and in the war aspects into it as we go on. Um, yo, but you know, so the movie picks up. We're in their hometown. Um, it's you know you have Sophie, who's you know she's the youngest. I think she's the youngest or oldest of uh, of sisters. They work at a hat shop. Yeah, but she seems they're hat makers. They're like, but she's like one of the most like you know, introverted of them all. She doesn't want to go out. She, yeah, she, she doesn't, doesn't really talk much. doesn't want to do anything. Uh, but everyone gets super excited when they see House Castle. You know what I mean? It's like going in the distance. You're like, oh my God, there he is. Like the rumor is that like he only, you know, talks to pretty girls. And you can see that kind of makes Sophie like uncomfortable because she doesn't see herself as like a, you know, one of the pretty ones like her sisters are. So. She's very humble. Very humble. I thought I had a very... I wouldn't say like a Cinderella kind of theme, but like a like a mother. But you said earlier, you know, like a mother. It, 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 mother, but I can see where you're getting the Cinderella type theme because I mean they weren't were, mean to her, but like it was like she it was, was almost like her her wicked stepsisters. But I mean, obviously they were her real sisters. But but yeah, you get what I'm saying though. Like I get um, what you're saying. So and then. It kind of picks up with her gonna go. She's gonna go meet one of her other sisters. And there's another thing I love about like Studio Ghibli movies is that when something happens to our main characters that's like out of, out of the normal or not, you know, like I don't want to say like extra trouble. Like you know, it's more of like a, it's kind of like magical. They kind of just like accept it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
<laughs> like when in 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 Spirit Away, when like you know the parents turned to pigs, she got put into this spirit world. It was like cool. You know what I mean? It was like this happened. We got. Well, get- I was actually I was so thrown off by that original encounter with that Sophie has with the those officers because they were like they were being riddled. They were nasty. They're being real. I'm gonna use the word like rapey kind. You know what I mean? It was really yeah, it was a super. It was a super rapey type vibe. Yes. Like the things they were saying, I was like, damn. Like this is a this is a movie. I was like, this I mean, is because so this this movie also carries a lot of like really heavy feminist themes. Very true. Well. Yeah, very true. I don't know if you um another movie that I think like. I don't know if you remember watching Mary Poppins as a kid. I never did, but... Oh, man. Mary Poppins has got some pretty heavy feminist themes as well. Over my head. (laughs) Over my head. Okay. (laughs) But, no, I I was definitely... Whenever, like, they were talking to her, I was like, oh, this is super creepy. Yeah, and then she gets, like, kind of picked up, you know, by those, like, blob monsters. You know what I mean? Uh, Um, But then Hal picks her up, and just floats her away, you know what I mean, and tells her to fly and, like, walk in the sky. Um, like I said, just he accepts it, and that's what has to happen. Like, I just, I think that's cool, and you see that character do that. They don't freak out, you know what I mean? And, yeah. Um, but then also, after that scene, he's like, all right, I gotta go. He leaves, and Sophie's explaining that to her sister, Letty, and that's when you started to pick up kind of, like, how it, they Sophie wasn't telling you how she feels, but you can see how people reacted to her sister and then not to her. Like, her sister was getting all the attention and all of, like, you know, all the praise and everything. And Sophie wasn't. She just, I knew that she wouldn't express it, but I knew she felt it. Because, like, like, they were like, oh, Hal only wants pretty girls. So, you know, Sophie didn't feel, like, pretty. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. is like, that's what's so humbling about the character that is Sophie. That even though she knows she's not getting her due credit, she still wants to remain humble. Very true. Very true. She would never want to be the one that's like, oh, well, I deserve something. She never wants anything. Very true. And then it slowly, like, starts to pick up after that is because now everyone's after, they, like, because cause you have this one witch, right? There's, this is a world of, like, wizards and witches and, like, you know. The man- witch, witch of the Waste. Witch of the Waste. She just sees that Sophie was a part of Hal's situation. And what, so, and what the witch wants is the witch wants Hal's heart. You know what I mean? Because Hal is very known for, like, you know, picking up girls and, like, you know, stealing their hearts or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, so she wants Hal's heart. And so the the witch decides to turn Sophie into an older woman. She's an old 90-year-old Old 90-year-old. But did she kind of look like uh, – what was the witch's name in Spirited Away? Uh, uh Something yeah, something like that. She kind of looked like her a little bit, or I could be completely. Oh, Yababa. Yababa. She kind of looked she like Yababa. Look like that was just me. I saw that. I thought of that. I saw that too. Yeah. But she turns her into this like ninety-year-old woman, and then the uh, the part of the curse is like you can't talk about it. You know what I mean? Like if you tried and tell you what the curse is, you're like the magic will stop you. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. So. Which, I mean, it is it's kind of weird that, like, at that point, she got, well, I loved it when she was in there, and they were just like, Sophie, like, and she was just like, oh, I have a cold. <laughs> I'm not feeling very well. 
I love all. I love all her man mannerisms as like an older woman. She's just like, she's like, I can't do that. I'm like, I feel that now at like 25. I was like, oh, I feel. I'm like, my back hurts so bad oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. It's so horrible. No, I feel all of the pain that that 90 year old woman was feeling. Um, yo, but then Sophie's like, all right, like, well, this, I'm fucking a woman now. So she decides to run away from home and she's like, I need to go find Hal. Like, I need to figure this shit out. Um, no, she doesn't go looking for Hal, right? She just decides no, just she to, just leaves she, just she just leaves. leaves. Yeah. That's right. And she just starts walking up the fucking mountain. And I love the character that she bumps into while she's like traveling this mountain, which I will say this. I want to talk a little bit. The artwork in this movie and the scenery. And like, I do say this a lot about anime movies because I feel like this artwork is so beautiful. Like when you watch anime movies, it was just fucking beautiful to watch. You know what I mean? It had that glossiness on it, but it had that hand drawn feeling as well. that hand-drawn feel and you have to you have to really admire the animation that was put into the movement of owl's castle because oh. there's so many moving parts oh of course there's so many moving parts and you could tell every moving part you know what i mean to like when it was walking to every gear being turned i, I thought it was beautiful but when she meets the scarecrow <laughs> who kind of acts as like he kind of acts as this like comic relief a little bit um from this whole situation that's happening um I thought that was so funny. He was just hopping around, but he wanted to help her out as much as possible. And, I mean, you can't really get much help from a scarecrow. Mm-mm. It's a scarecrow. But that also shows Sophie's, like, you know, she's so just humble, and she's so... The turnip head character really reminded me that of No Face and Spirited Away. I actually started to... There's a theme to a lot of these movies. You know what I mean? There's such a theme to these, because as you go on later, we're going to meet a couple more, like... You know, no face characters and, you know, like the little dribble character in Spirited Away. Like, you're going to see more of those type of characters. Like, one character uh-huh. that can't talk, who has to talk through its, like, his emotions and its movements. You know what I mean? Like, they have to they have to express themselves through their movements, which I think is really cool. Because that's I feel like that's hard to do because there's no actual, like, vocalization. You can't be like, I'm hurting. You know what I mean? Like, or I'm sad. It's like you have to show that. Movement, which I think is cool. It's really it's and that's one thing that Ghibli do such a good job of is that these characters that remain uh, lineless, they don't have any lines at all, are able to express how they're feeling and what they're thinking and how they you know portray their emotions just off of expression alone, which is really hard to do. Of course, yeah, no, it's really hard. Um, so she finally finds the castle, right? Sophie finally, she bumps into the castle because she's like, Scarecrow, go find me a place to stay, blah, blah, blah. She goes into this castle, and that's where we meet, uh, Calcifer, who is, you know, the little flame that kind of powers Howl's... The fire demon. The fire demon who kind of, you know, powers, uh, Howl's castle. And you find out that he's connected to Howl in a really special way. It's like they're connecting in a way. So if Calcifer dies, Howl dies. (laughs) Which I love Calcifer because Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal killed it. And I feel like I could not have found like a better voice actor for that part. (laughs) No. I liked Billy Crystal in a lot of other stuff. Like, I mean. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see The Comedians? It was an FX show with Billy Crystal and Josh Gatt. I did see that. What else was he? Wasn't he in. He was in The Lion King, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, he's totally liking. He was a. 
Damn, I haven't seen Lion King in so long. What was he in the Lion King? Um, he is what's the little weasel's name? Fuck. That's gonna piss me off. I can't remember Rafiki? now. No, Rafiki. Uh, no, Rafiki's the, oh, the little weasel. Timon. Timon. Timon and Puma. Damn, we fucked that up. Um, Timon and Puma. That's why we don't do a Disney podcast, a Disney movie podcast. Yeah, Disney would fuck our shit up. Yeah. But um, I just love how he knows he's like, oh, you have a curse on you. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah, you can see it on her. Yeah, he's like, you have a curse. Like, He's like, and I got a curse too, but yours is a bad one. You know what I mean? He's like, yours is bad. I ain't going to get that. You know, like we can't get rid of that. So, I just love how assertive that Sophie is. She's like, nope, like I'm moving in. I'm yeah, she's just here. like, oh, like and I'm. He's like, you can't just come in here. And then she just starts cooking on him. Oh, yeah, she's like, all right, I'm going to clean. And that's when we meet our other character. Um, which I can't remember. Can you say it one more time? I'm sorry. Fuck Markle. Markle. That's right. And he's like pretending to be this like old man because he's trying to perfect his magic. Oh yeah, he can just give himself a beard. Yeah, which is I think is fucking like awesome. He's and he's just like cool. You're an old lady, but you're willing to cook me breakfast. Like uh, I'm cool love, with that. I love that. I love that scene where like because there's that little thing in the house where he can turn the dial and they're like in a different place. And oh, yeah, so the, the whole thing of the castle is that, like, it's a different – they can continue to move – like, their house can be somewhere, and they can have four different houses where they just move the turn everywhere. And that's when you find out that Hal is pretending – because Hal is a wizard, right? Um, and he's being, a, like, a wizard for the, both the kingdoms who are currently at war with each other. Um which I thought was really fascinating. Like when you really start to think about it, like these two people are at war, and how so against war? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. I they're I, at war because they're the neighboring kingdom is searching for their missing prince. The missing prince, which we will get to that later on into the review. But um, so but yeah, that, that, that sequence where he's like spinning and he like puts the beard on, and they're like, "Is your master home?" He's like, "No, no, he is not." No, no. Okay. He's like, oh, no, 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 he's not. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then he just takes the beard. It's so funny. But then Hal comes in, he's like, who is this, like, you know, who is this lady? And she's like, I'm Sophie. I'm here. I'm going to be your cleaning lady now. And he goes, who, like, who hired you? And it's like, Calcifer did. You know what I mean? And it's just. He's like, Calcifer, is this true? And he's like, no, no, I didn't. But it's also like, you can see how Hal is also a really good guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's always been known for, like, stealing women's hearts and stuff like that. But it's because he's searching for happiness. You know what I mean? He's searching for his own heart, I feel like. You know what I mean? And he's trying to get his heart back because he's, like, missing something. Damn, that's me, dog. <laughs> damn, like, damn, that's me. You're like, oh, shit. Damn. Like, that's, this, this movie's hitting hard for it's home. Hitting, it's hitting hard for home. I have to call him ex-girlfriends after this movie. <laughs> no. Oh, dude. Just a sidebar. The because I'm, I'm like looking at pictures and stills from the movie. The witch in the waist, like, what up with all that neck fat, though? Yeah, what up with all that, dog? Like, there's a lot of neck fat. Yeah, a lot of neck fat. Lots and lots of neck fat. Um, but yeah, so basically, how like accepts you know Sophie into his little house and like basically he's like, all right, just don't get too crazy. She starts cleaning everything, and that's when you start to realize like Halcifer needs to survive if Hal's gonna survive. You know, so. If, if Calcifer goes out, Hal dies. Which I thought was a crazy little thing. Which you find out more better in later on in the movie. I'm, oh, God. I'm trying to find, like, 
there is one quote in this film, and it is my favorite quote in the whole movie. It'll come up later. Oh, nope, I found it. I found it. We're good. <laughs> Go, what is it? I have to hear it. Uh, my favorite, no, it, we'll get to it whenever we get to that part of the movie. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> but and then it's you start to realize part of the movie where each kingdom comes up to you know the castle in in, in their land, and it's like, all right, we're going to war. You have to come and be. You know what I mean? You have to come and support your kingdom. Yeah, Hal's um, fighting on either side, and you can find out that Hal's been like going to uh, you know, trying to stop the bombs because they're bombing each like like yeah. opposing land because they're looking for their you know for their prince, uh, and how can transform into this like bird thing. bird thing? But every time he does that, it like hurts him more, and he gets closer and closer to becoming that. Yeah, because so. he's got this like internal struggle with his magic. Almost, I want to say. Oh yeah, no, he has his internal. Yeah, he's got that struggle with it. Um, you know, and as, as like the movie, you know, goes on, you know, it's, you start to realize how Sophie, you know, loves him. You know what I mean? She wants to notice. And also I noticed in the movie is because every time you realize, which I don't know, I got kind of confused with this part. Like, so she would slowly transform a little bit to her normal self, but then she would transform back. Now, was she transforming when she realized that she loved him, like going back to her normal, normal form? Then when he fucked up or something happened, she would go back to an old lady. Or how would uh, that work? How would that work? Explain that to me. Say that all again. What? You know how she was like halfway through the movie. Every time she would like turn into a younger person every once in a while, but then she would transform back into an old person. Was she doing that because she started to love him more? And then when something happened, she would go back to an old person. I, I think got... it was something like that. That there was something about Howl's her relationship with Howl that like, or something about like her feelings for him would. For it temporarily break the curse. Yes, yes. <sighs> love it. Um, but and then when when you start, I also loved when Hal's like, "All right, I'm being summoned to like the fucking you know the kingdom." He's like, "I don't want to go. You're gonna have to go for me as my mother." <laughs> as, yeah, he's like, "Hey, go as my um," which is fucking hilarious because I would have been kind of insulted. But yeah, I mean, but she was a ninety year old woman though. <laughs> I mean the. T- doesn't really add up but yeah she'd have to have had him when she was like 60 60 (laughs) people still out there doing that though no yeah but i also love that sequence because it's all shriveled up down there man (laughs) (laughs) but when you like i love this sequence of when they're walking up the castle hill and that's when the witch of the waste has like also been invited to you know that oh and she's like all she's so fat that she's struggling oh yeah she's just so fucked like and she can't get up the fucking stairs um but that's also when you find out what the kingdom's doing they're trying to get all the wizards and turning them into like weapons basically Uh which i thought was fucking crazy yeah and like that's the thing is wasn't it like that wasn't there a dog well, too. oh yeah, no, like the like that was like the dog, like who was like pretending to be like the you know, like kind of a spy for like which you find out they're all going to this head you know wizard or witch kind yeah. of which what was the head witch's name? I cannot remember that for the life of me. We always head witch. we always fuck up names on the Anime Boy podcast. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. We always fuck up names on on this podcast. I'm gonna look this up. Uh, Ma- Madame Solomon. Madame. 
Silliman. Um, but yeah, so basically, you find out. Which okay, now here's my, one of my theories, right? Okay, because she's like saying that Hal was like so. Sophie meets Madame Solomon, and she's like, "Oh, like Hal just doesn't want to come, and he, just, he just doesn't want to fight anymore. You no, know, he just doesn't want to fight anymore." And she's like, "Well, that's his duty. He has to fight." And he's like, "Well, that was one of my like best apprentice, like apprentice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he got, but the reason is Hal lost his heart. You I mean that's why he's selfish, and that's why he's like the uh-huh. way he is now. Now." All those people, she was cloning people, right? Uh, was Hal one of those clones? I don't think Hal was a clone. But if you look at it, one of like her servants, the little like the servant, looked just like Hal. Ooh. I don't know, man. I didn't notice that. Like one of the little, and like also the dog had like blonde hair, what Hal had. Do you think maybe that's why Hal tried to change his hair? Possibly. You know what I mean? Because he was a clone that went rogue. Oh, yeah, rogue clone. Maybe, maybe. This is some Star Wars shit right here. You know what I mean? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Initiate Order 66. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yo, but yeah. Here on the Anime Boys podcast. Oh, yeah, that was a, that, we were going somewhere with that. I haven't figured that out yet. But yeah, basically, Hal's like, no, fuck that. I ain't gonna go. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm done. It's just not gonna happen. Um... And then it starts the whole chase scene where they're like, all right, now we need to get Hal and we need to figure that shit out. So, And he comes to rescue Sophie from the Madame Sullivan at the kingdom. Oh, yeah, no, he picks up Sophie and they just start on this whole chase. Now Hal is like, all right, we need to get the fuck out of here. And I love how he can just like pick up the entire house and yeah. like just move it to a different location. Now it's got a different like, you know, thing on the, the wheel. No, yeah. So, I'm like reading here. So apparently, like, so the castle is linked to Sophie's home as well. I didn't see that. Apparently, the the castle somehow was magically linked also to Sophie's home. Well, he. What I thought that he had made a room that he had made a house that looked just like her old house. Yeah. That's what I got from that. So maybe I'm wrong. And if we're wrong, please let us know on the on the Instagrams and all that. So I love actually and also I love all of Madame Solomon's like all her tactics. Like she pretend like she gets her mom, basically, Sophie's mom, to like go in and be like, Come home, like we'll take care of you and Sophie's like, No. You mean because she loves Hal. Like, she wants to protect him. But Hal's still going out there every day and, like, you know, basically um, stopping all the bombs, which is, like, we'll we'll move on to the last part of the the, the entire movie. Um, I love when he goes too far into his, like, you know, transformation. And he basically sounded like Batman. (laughs) Oh, he does go into that whole Batman shit. He went and he's like, he was like, what do you know? (laughs) You know what I mean? He was like... (laughs) Yeah, no, it was, it was fucking crazy. But, you know, so after that, she needs to protect Hal. She needs to get Hal, but they're bombing the entire house, right? And before Sophie... You get, before no, go you ahead. get hard into it, is this before or after he tries to dye his hair? Then we've already way past that, brother. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, then I need, I'm going to jump back there. No, jump back to it because second. Sophie accidentally dyed his hair on accident. To Sophie end. accidentally dyed his hair, 
and he has an epic meltdown and starts like oozing love magic and just losing everything and he this is my favorite line in the whole movie is when Howell is sitting with his hands in his face and he goes I give up I see no point living if I can't be beautiful oh my god when he said that I was like same brother I was like same If you guys haven't told, haven't noticed on the Anime Boys podcast, this is those reviews are all free for free for alls. You know what I mean? Like we miss some yeah, parts, we get we it. We miss, we miss like every part. It doesn't even. We're hanging. We're hanging here. You know what I mean? We're we're, uh, we're hanging. We're all just chilling out. We yeah. should do a fucking podcast where we just take phone calls. Oh my god! I yo, that'd be a great episode. We think I might have to incorporate that. If you guys want to check it out, we might be doing a phone call on. Uh, get a fan on here i think that'd be Dude, i think we should just have like an anime like just have an episode where we just bring on random fans and we just discuss they have one question what's your question we'll discuss it for a little bit and then boom you're off the line and we'll go back okay, okay before we get to the end of the movie i want to be like <laughs> all right uh we have uh we have clark from texas what's your question clark and then he goes are these those anime boys <laughs> Or it's like, it's like he says, like, I'm sorry, it's so funny. And it's just like, um, all right, Annie, my boys, what the fuck is up with, like, and he says something like fucking crazy. It's like, all right. It's like, thanks for your call. Like, it's. Thanks for your call, Schroeder. You are, or okay, okay. Last one before we get into it. This is fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. This is fucking funny. Have you ever seen like it was? A, it was. A, I got this from a Hank of the Hill, like Hank fucking King of the Hill episode. I did. I did. I'm fucking. I had half. I had one beer and I'm done. But it was like a King of the Hill episode where it's like uh, you had Dale. No, no. You had Bill call into a like a radio station, and like, but he's all, he has the radio turned up all the way, and like he. <laughs> It's like it's like feedbacking and it's echoing. They're like, "Sir, please turn down. <laughs> please turn down your radio." <laughs> okay, we totally derailed this, but this is what I fucking love about this podcast. It's so goddamn funny. Um, <laughs> all right. Back to the back to the episode. All right, so you basically find out, right? So the fucking so what you find out, right, is because what what happens when when they uh, when they rescue so when they take Sophie from the uh, um, from the castle from Solomon's yeah. castle, basically she strips the uh, the the witch of the waste is like all her magic and she just turns yeah, into this like. She turns into this, like, hilarious, like, old woman who she's just like, I'm over here. Like, what? Like, she's just like this old she lady. She completely is like, 
batshit crazy. Like, has no idea what's going on. And she's she's like, batshit oh, crazy, but also she kind of, like, has... When it's time to say something, it's time to say something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And her goal is that she wants Hal's heart. And she finds out that Hal's heart is in Calcifer. Calcifer. And she pulls Hal's heart. And that's when the whole house starts to, like, you know... Like, fall apart and it's fucking freaking yeah. out. And, you know, which of the ways is on fire, so Sophie has to, like, put the fire out. And that's when we get into the sequence where, you know, Sophie separates herself from, like, the group. And uh, she goes into this, like, time-traveling thing of some sorts. And she finds out what happened to Hal and Calcifer. Now, explain that to me, because I was kind of confused on that, if I'm right or wrong about it. So, did Cal- where, was Cal- where did Calcifer come from? Like, explain that to me. Because he was, like, he came through, like, the sky. And he fell into, like, you know, Hal's hand and ate it. And then Calcifer came out with Hal's heart. Hold on. I'm, like, looking up the the, the origin for, of Calcifer. Calcifer the fire demon. So, just a slight tidbit. You know this is a book? Yes, I did. It was based off of a... The book, um, Spirit. Of, oh no, no, um, House of Moving Castle. Yeah, so ba- it's basically okay. So I don't know what the origin. So basically, we don't know what the origin between them is, but they're bound together. You know what I mean? They're bound together, and now Calcifer has his heart. Um, Calcifer has has his heart, um, and basically. Calcifer and made a contract with him. He gave his heart to the creature, binding them together and allowing Calcifer to live for, uh, allowing Calcifer to live for he felt sorry for him while boosting his own magical power. After doing so, Hal quit his apprenticeship and became a hermit. He dyed his hair, spent all of his money on makeup and clothing, and spent his days wooing young ladies until they fell in love with him and then jilted, jilted them. The During fuck is time. guilty? <laughs> oh, okay. So that's what happened. Is basically, Howl caught the falling star, which was Calcifer, and made a deal with him that said, "You can have my heart as long as you help my magical, like as long as you let me boost my own magical power." Hell yeah, we're all learning something here on the Animated Boys podcast. Boom. Boom. Loving it. Um. And that's it. You know what I mean? Basically, like, you learn that, and everybody falls in fucking love. <laughs> wrap this up, man. How did this, how did this wrap, wrap this up for us? So, the witch returns Cal, or returns Howl's heart, and Sophie goes ahead and places it inside Howl, which frees him from Calcifer. And at that point, when he's free of Calcifer, Calcifer's deal with Sophie was that if she could unbreak the bond between them, he would un- he would lift the curse that was placed on her by the um, Witch of the Waste. Yes. And I also love, at the end of this, they also break the Scarecrow's curse. Because, like, Sophie gives him, like, a kiss. And he's like, oh, my God, I was never going to get through that. Because he ends up being the fucking prince that everyone was looking for. How this war fucking Justin. started. You know what I mean? Like, this whole fucking war started on that. And, you know, it was like, he was like, oh, and I just like, how love how, like, 
he's like, oh, true love kiss, love's kiss was going to break my curse. But then, the, like, Hal and Sophie start, like, making out or kissing and stuff. And the Witch of the Waste is like, oh, looks like your true love's kiss has moved on. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just thought that was... Sucks. Like, Prince Justin's like, all right, well, that blows. That fucking blows. Um, uh, it's and okay, because Prince Justin looks like a little weirdo. He anyway. does look a little weirdo and is like, you know, <laughs> it was, it was, it was funny. Um, yo, but this movie, man, like I said, this is going to go down as one of my favorite, like, Studio Ghibli movies until there's, like I said, there's so many more that I haven't seen. So that's just like a premature stated. But as of right now, it's going to go down as one of my favorite fucking movies. Um, what did you think about it? What is the official Anime Boys or AJ Garces rating on the Anime Boys podcast? It's gonna be a thinker for me. It's really difficult to place this movie because I mean, uh, I would say like an eight point five out of ten on Howl's Moving Castle. It's a good score. It's a good score. It's it's it's, it's a good score. Um. I just, I, I think, that, I don't know, like, I don't know what I don't like about it. There's just some stuff that I don't like about it, you know? And you know yeah, what? There's a, there's a lot of things that weren't explained to me, you know? I don't like how everybody was just, it was like how you were saying earlier, everybody's just okay with everything. Yeah. I get you. I feel you on that one. I definitely 8.5. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10, personally. Like I said, I think what really made this movie for me was Christian Bale. <laughs> like, oh, him voice yeah. acting Hal. <clears throat> I do see your point on that, where it was kind of, you know, they didn't explain a lot of things. Things just kind of progressed as, you know, without explanation. Um, but, you know, like I said, all every Studio Ghibli movie has, like, you know, great artwork, great, you know, story. And it's just a good movie all around. Where can they find you? You guys can always find me at Instagram at Money Mitchell. And you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the AJ Garces. And if you guys would like, of course you do, because you're all loyal Anime Boys and Girls. If you want to listen to all of the previous episodes of the Anime Boys podcast, go ahead and visit us at www.animeboyspodcast.com. Before we go, I just want to say thank you guys so much for always, you know, checking up on us, you know, listening to the podcast. The numbers are growing, which is such a fucking awesome thing to see. Um you guys are awesome. We're going to keep doing this, you know, as much as possible. Um, hey, yo, can they find us on Spotify? Yes, you guys can definitely find oh, us there. Wow, that's so interesting. Um, because I, I love finding all my podcasts on Spotify. <laughs> that's where I love doing it, too. I fucking, that's all I do is just listen So, to... if you guys are just browsing on your Spotify and you're looking through, why don't you all listen to Anime Boys on your Spotify, too? Just do it. Just, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> um, again, thank you guys so much. You guys are so awesome. Um, we're going to keep doing this. We're going to do an episode soon, probably episode like 20 when we get there, if we get there. Um, together. We're going to be in the same room again. Oh, the live episode. The live episode. We call it a live episode. We might even make a quick call to a fan. How's that? I'm fucking down for that. Uh, I'm so down um, If you that. guys have already heard this, if you got this far and you want to be on an episode of the Anime Boys Podcast, please email us at animeboyspodcast at gmail.com and we'll pick one person and we're going to give them a call. <laughs> we're going to give them a call on the podcast. 
podcast. On the podcast. Um, all right, my man. As always. As always. All right. Ha! Thank you, guys. You guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs>